friends. It's good to see you again. I'm Brian. And I'm Joe. Let's, Let's start, start the show. show. Hey, Joe. Hey, Brian. Okay. Before, before we started recording, I opened up a beer from mm-hmm. Left Hand Brewing Company. Yep. It's, a, it's a key lime pie sour ale with lactose, lime, vanilla, and cinnamon. I just noticed the word um, nitro, nitro, which I think I think what I'm getting ready to explain is why, okay. why it happened. But you know when you normally pop open a beer, it just goes, yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. Mine went like like a yeah, like it like an aliens movie door opening up, or like I just yeah Star Trek. You know, like when the door opens up. Or some demons just escaped, like this little Pandora's box that you opened. And so <laughs> I want to see if yours does the same thing. Yeah, me Or too. if it was just that mine is just a demon-possessed can. And if you're a beer nerd like us and TJ, um, thanks TJ for coming on the show. Um, this is a lactose. Um, lactose bacillus? <laughs> that, that gets a yogurt... So yeah, yogurt something with a CO two bath. Yeah, maybe a yo- yogurt blanket. No, a yogurt yogurt blanket. Or no, CO two blanket and the yogurt just they plop they plop it in there. Yeah, yogurt plop in a CO two blanket. A yogurt plop in a CO two blanket. Because it's a kettle something or other. Bartender, can I can I give a, a yogurt plop for the lady <laughs> and a CO two blanket <laughs> for myself? <laughs> Okay, let's see. Let's see. Let's see what it does. Uh, it's good to be podcasting again. Just like that. That's exactly what the first one did. It's like a little demon in there, right? Yeah. Going, I have been awakened. <laughs> but then when you drink it, you're like, there's no demon. Drink okay. it. Take a, take a sip now. Hold on. This thing is telling me that it's going to taste basically like key lime pie. Yeah. That's what I'm expecting. Yeah. I look in there. Smell it. Mm, that smells suspect. Suspectly, sus- suspiciously like just regular old beer. It tastes like mostly foam. It's it's weird, right? <laughs> Did I drink like, like it's, mostly foam? Let me it, try it again. This, it's almost like a seltzer or something. I'm, it's weird. I'm drinking it wrong. Hold on. <laughs> this is my first. <laughs> this is my first beer. Okay. <laughs> we'll just wait. <coughs> ah, mm. <Yeah. laughs> what is that? <coughs> Ugh. It's kind of like a key lime pie farted. <laughs> I don't know what it is. It's like there's, it's like you're drinking a latte that has a lot of extra foam on top, but the foam tastes like weird, nasty beer. <laughs> and then very pleasant. I was trying to get I was trying to get through it's almost like I'm trying to get through some foam but the beer itself is just has but this creamy I think it's nature the, I think that's nitro I think that's, that's the nitro, nitro. Yeah, it's like okay. like making you feel like everything's just head you're, is just that getting, the, you're just getting all head over there is that the same stuff to make a car go fast it's like yeah maybe nitrous, nitrous. okay <clears throat> nitrous it's so very similar okay yeah it's like if you could, if you own, if you only wanted to taste nitro, like if nitro itself had a taste, and it was only that, and then like a, just a little 
after a little hint, a whisper a of key lime pie. So it's, I'm like, it's, okay. it's like those it's like those stupid drinks everybody wants to drink. <laughs> I don't know if they're stupid. Well, what is it first? The 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 sparkly water crap. Oh, sparkling those, water. Yeah. That like is like it's strawberry. And you're like, there's strawberry in here? Oh, the LaCroix. Yeah, LaCroix. All of them are nasty except for the clear American ones. I don't know what it is about those, but you can buy them at Walmart. Just Mm -hmm. regular sparkling water. I'm sorry. It it tastes like a soda. Like everybody's told me that about every one they had in their hand. But I I agree about every other one. That's gross. But they say that too. Yeah, okay. They're like, oh, you only tried peach and watermelon. Wait till you try strawberry Not even just flavors, the brand. So this is the the beer of that. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Left Hand Brewing Company. (laughs) Where are they out of? I Uh, hope it's not Montana. What if if they say it's like, oh, we're out of Great Falls. (laughs) (laughs) And we're like, oh, um, actually, what we meant to say was, this is delicious. It's not. I don't even care where it's made. It could be made in our studio i can't even see like ugh. the uh, uh long mount colorado that sounds pretty colorado yeah. long long l-o-n-g-m-o-n-t longmont it probably tastes different up at that elevation right there see that long longmont up here on the on the lip of it where it says that they hide they hide where it's from Brood. probably for good reason huh yeah yeah and by oh I yeah bet. The gas costs ten dollars a gallon. Longmont, and they they hate the corner pieces of brownies. Holy moly, Longmont! What's happening there? They probably abuse their house plants. No, well maybe. Yeah, with their left hand. Longmont. It it actually says uh, from our hand to yours, and then I take a sip. I'm like, are you wearing gloves? <laughs> are you? We- <laughs> <laughs> Do better, Longmont. I don't know what's happening here. I just may, or maybe we suck at tasting beer. We don't. We don't know what's good. They should get into the Lacroix business. Oh yeah, that's what they should do. Is just like forget getting better, Longmont, Colorado Mm -hmm. Left Hand Brewing Company. Just rebrand to we're the Lacroix of beer, and (sighs) I won't ever buy another one. But there will be a ton of people that will be like, yeah, that's up my alley. And there they, are a lot of people that love LaCroix. Right. Yeah. yeah, they love, they love like, what it is is two semi-trucks going in opposite directions. One has sparkling water, one has a strawberry. And they just they just pass by. And then the LaCroix is like, ha, we can call it strawberry now. Mm-hmm. That's, that's all they do. Gross. Okay. Well, that was a good try. Thanks um, for choosing that one, Lindsay. Um, that was a fun adventure. The, yeah. And I had, there's two more at home. I'm drinking the rest of this one. Yeah, oh, I will two more of the same kind. Even of the same exact kind. Mm. Just to make sure that I know what I'm talking about. Because every time I drink another drink of it, I'm like, hey, well, now it still tastes the same. <laughs> <laughs> and, well, okay. So, who knows? If, if you haven't noticed, we have a guest with us today. Yes, would you like to introduce? Do you, do you think he sounds similar to me? Uh, No. Probably pretty close. No, not at all? No. Okay, cool. He sounds like a 20-something, and you sound not that way. Not <laughs> <laughs> I'm the La- LaCroix <laughs> version. Um, yeah, so today, uh, Joe invited my son, Caden, on. Mm-hmm. And so, Caden uh, Gustafson, welcome. 
Thank you. Welcome, Welcome to Appreciate the it. last best conversation where nothing's off topic. Okay. And our goal is to bring bring people around this campfire. It's metaphorical. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. no campfire yeah. here. Yep. Which we have those noises. Remember we recorded campfire noises? They're on my computer. Oh. We got to get them on the soundboard. I just found an old uh, SD, what do you call it? No, an old thumb drive with a bunch of old cool videos. So I'm like going through them. And on one of them, I started a blog that I never <laughs> published. And I was like, this is crazy because it's like from a decade ago. Mm. And I'm like, man, I sa- well, first of all, I sounded like I was trying to start a cult. So <laughs> I was very passionate, apparently, about music. And I was like, what is, my, what is this tone I have? Anyways, so I get to the end of it. And at the very end... One of the sign-offs, I, there's like four of them, it said something like, um, I, you know, I look forward to bringing you around the campfire. And I was like, whoa, I got cool. to like print you this you off. Came, you came back to yeah. it. All yeah. Right. So this has been a running theme, apparently. Yeah. I should have like stuck with it. But Joe back then wanted to start, are we trying to start a cult? I don't want to start a cult. I'm not, well, I mean, depending on what the cult's trying to do. Let's I, mean, <laughs> I feel like cult is a very like broad term. Exactly. Like, exactly. It's just you a group of like people a, that believe stuff that's outside yeah. of the norm. Okay, so we are trying to start a cult. <laughs> yeah. Because I actually, so last night I went, it's still, so as we're recording this, uh, a week before it's going to come out, um, it's still craft beer week here in Great Falls. And yeah, so I went out I with my brother. Radio. What's that? I just heard that on the radio driving over here. Mm, craft beer craft week. Craft beer week. Still going. Still going. Um, I went to Steinhaus, and mm-hmm. they had three Montana breweries that were, were what do they call it, tap takeovering. Yep. And my brother and I, uh, we just, we catch up every once in a while over a beer, right? Yeah. And we ended up um, in my truck until almost 1230 last night. <sighs> because he's, I don't want to speak for him, but he's, he's right leaning. Okay. Okay. Um, and so we talked about some of the, the recent subjects we've talked about on the podcast, uh, some LGBTQ, some gun rights, Whoa. some, some, and, and we would like go in a subject and out of a subject and back to another one. And cause they all kind of do interweave mm-hmm. with the way that our culture is changing and, and how we're dealing with things. And I mean, I think we even talked about abortion at one point, like we, we talked about a lot of things. And I found myself a couple of times saying, well, this is what my podcast is about, man. It's like, Mm -hmm. it's okay that you and I don't agree on this. Mm -hmm. But what we both agree on is that where it's at right now might need to change a little bit. Mm -hmm. You know, Uh, we just might think of different ways that it needs to change and how, you know, and whatever. And so um, that's the cult that we're trying to start is the cult of people willing to listen to people that don't agree with them and not just be mad. If everyone believes the same thing, where's the growth there even? Right. And so that's what I thought when I got home. I have a horrible toothache. And so I could not fall asleep. And so I spent a lot of time like like thinking. And part of my thoughts were um, how thankful I was for a conversation where my brother actually challenged some of my my current beliefs, right? Well, that doesn't happen if you're talking to people that believe the same thing, mm-hmm. right? And so it, I, I was like, I'm glad that I was challenged on some of these things by somebody that had good points so that I could still test, right, where those mm-hmm. beliefs were at. And I think that, yeah, that happens right now. If you're just, like, on Facebook, your Facebook just shows you everybody that agrees with you. And so you're never tested in why you feel 
whatever. Uh, what, what was that, that big thing that came out? Because Florida said they didn't want to teach under fifth graders about sex or yeah, something, the, right? The don't say th- gay, Bill. Yeah, something like that, yeah. right? Um, so let's just take that one. Mm-hmm. Whatever side you're on, Facebook is going to show you that same side, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so if you're for it or against I wouldn't, I don't, I don't, I'm not even taking a stance right now because I don't know <laughs> if I'm for or against it because I don't know what the bill actually said. So I can't, I can't say where I'm at on that. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm glad I picked that one. <laughs> but, but like, if you just constantly believe that and nobody ever questions your beliefs, you just get more solidified in them mm-hmm. and then you're never questioned on them and you can't, you don't have a chance to grow. You don't have a chance to um, fight against, you know, whatever it may be your, your, your counterpoint. Mm-hmm. So it's exciting. It's exciting when I get And he texted me later and said, thanks for arguing in quotes, right? Like, thanks for that great argument. Mm-hmm. I'm really glad we could do that and still be friends. Like, oh, I don't, that was going to be my you. next question right. was like, yeah, hopefully it ended on a good oh, note that yeah, like yeah, everyone totally. was actually, we had sat in this one spot so long that I started driving off. He's like, where are you going? I was like, I'm bringing you to your truck. And he's like, my car is right behind us. <laughs> Cause I had already moved to bring him to his vehicle and we sat there for like mm. two hours. Um, and I was like, Oh, already I'm going to just back up now and <laughs> park right back where I was at. Whoops. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we ended on good terms and he even texted. He said, thanks for that. Good. And I, I appreciate it as well. And Joe and I will do it sometimes mm-hmm. where, you know, we'll, we'll have different differing views on things. Um, we don't get as heated as my brother, particularly my brother. He was getting heated. <laughs> He's going to listen to this and I want to I want to get under his skin a little bit. Right? Such a hothead. Man. Yeah. <laughs> if you're so sure, why are you getting so upset? man? <laughs> and I would say it is not. It, it's just passion. Right mm-hmm. when when you feel a certain way, especially when you're a, 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 a father, a husband, trying to raise your children, protect your family, feed your family, and some of these things, you may feel are affecting your ability to do that well, and so you, I would hope mm-hmm. he was passionate about those things yeah. if he felt that it was affecting his parenting or husbandry or the security <laughs> of his family. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like mm-hmm. whatever that may be. I feel like I'm talking too much, so I'm going to take a drink. It's all good. Yeah, groovy, yeah. man. I was thinking about that same thing. Like, the goal is um, we just we, we can't get to the point where we're like, and I heard this a lot. Um, I don't know why I was thinking about this guy, but he's the guy that built me a guitar. So it was, this was like a hard conversation to have. Like, he, no one's ever built me a guitar. It's pretty expensive, but I, I found someone that would do it for us the, the most reasonable in the whole world. Um, and um, it was cool. And so I have this guitar that someone built for me. And so, of course, we're friends on Facebook, and I would follow his personal page, and we kept in touch over the years. <coughs> and then I saw him go to a Trump rally. And then oh, the only thing he wanted to say was the only things that Trump was saying. And at the time and since, you know, he's not always putting out like positive, like, hey, guys, remember to call your mom. You know, it's always <laughs> like this. <laughs> usually the things that are like kind of lifted up, uh, they seem to be negative, mm-hmm, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I reached out to him and I was like, hey, man, that I don't know. This seems 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 off you know for your character you seem like this mild-mannered and he's like this guy in his i don't know 60s he's a guitar builder you know this mild mild mild-mannered very 
slight whisper of a man goes to a Trump rally and all of a sudden his, his, uh, his social media is saying things like the time for talking is over. Mm. Meaning you cannot talk me out of what I believe now. And what I believe is that our country is under attack. Mr. Trump is our hero. Um, the, the shithole countries are coming for us. Um, China's China's making fun of us and we should be friends with all these dictators. And I was like, I don't know. Maybe we could talk about that, though. And he, and he was like, the time for talking is over. And I was like, oh, my gosh. I feel so weird about that because mm-hmm. I feel really good about the guitar you built me <laughs> and the relationship we have. And I don't feel like you're I don't feel like you're trying to threaten me. But, man, you're threatening right now. Well, and I think <laughs> I think a lot of people that that may share some of those things, they're just trying to some of them are willing to talk, right? Like maybe not all of them. Most of them are probably willing to talk. They're just mm-hmm. trying to show what side of team they're on mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. Be, be proud of it, right? Yep. It's, it's very similar to I love the Cowboys or something, right? The mm-hmm. Dallas Cowboys. That's my, that's my team. Whether they win or lose, like I'm, how I'm da- with them. How dare you like them? If you don't <laughs> like the Raiders, you're a bad person <laughs> <laughs> or whatever this. <laughs> right, right. And so I, I feel it kind of leans that way when we're, like tri- when we're talking about the, the politics. But – Many of us can agree that our, 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 the politics in our country and our government is, it, it needs something. Yeah, I would say <laughs> if yeah. I was going to give our, our cult a slogan, mm-hmm. I would say the time for talking is now. Mm. Like it's, it's, right. It's, it's yeah, right. It should it's be right the opposite of that. <laughs> yeah. 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 We, we got we some talking talk. going. Let's, let's get around a campfire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I was watching recently this guy who... Um, Oh my gosh! I, and he was even on Joe Rogan, and so he's a pretty popular guy. But he's known for going to um, Klan rallies, and um, like befriending people, you know. And he's a he's a black guy, and it's even cooler story because he's also like a jazz musician. So I'm like, oh, I like this guy, you know. And so and and his whole thing was, like, my mission isn't to like to be right or to like tell these people how wrong or dumb they are. It's to ha- ho- hopefully help them not believe that anymore. Like, cause most of the things they believe are just not true. Mm-hmm. And so if you're existing in this world of kind of hate and belief in something that's not true, I mean, your life isn't going to be as good as it could be, you know? And so, um, he has a collection of clan hoods and, and, and he gets people to just like, you know, uh, give them to him. He's like, you know, I'm out of this. I'm not going to do this anymore. I was in this. This was my whole life. I was a grandmaster or whatever you call the people mm-hmm. that are up, mm-hmm. up at the top. Um, and, and they're like, well, how are you doing this? What's, what, what are you doing? And he's like, I'm, I'm just making a friend. I'm, I'm showing, I'm literally by being who I am, I'm proving wrong all of their theories and, and I'm not doing it like a, for a show. I'm, I'm, I'm genuinely a nice person. I genuinely am interested in these people. I want them to do, do good things and I want them to know me. I want to make friends. Mm-hmm. And now I have a tons of friends that are happy that I was in their life. And they're coming to my shows, too. So that's great for me as a musician. <laughs> <laughs> one by one, I build my crowd full of clan members or so former clan members. <laughs> now I know why you're nice to people, Joe. That's why I'm nice that's to you one guys. One at a time, you just get one more person at your show. I don't really want to go hunting. I just want you guys to be done with hunting and come to my shows. To show. yeah. and, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then be like, this guy is cool. We should give him some elk meat. And if he's in trouble, we should like... Form a 
firing circle around him or whatever <laughs> whatever people do when you're in trouble. Circle, uh, circle the wagons. Circle. Is that what you were trying to say? I don't know. Who has wagons anymore? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but who who forms a firing circle? I mean. Yeah. I don't even know if I've heard of that. People mm-hmm. protecting their their nice musician friend in the... <laughs> I don't <laughs> big goal, big goals you got here. <laughs> I'm saying, you know, I have yes, I think big, honestly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's good. I'm thinking like three, four steps ahead. But that's that's a good transition <laughs> to why we have Kate in here. Yes, right. Like exactly. I think maybe you were leading into that of like the the reason you were like, all right, let's just get him on the podcast is because I came back to you after talking with him, a whole big long circle of me talking and you talking and just like, mm. hey, let's get all these monkeys in one room. And, and see what can happen because, uh, Caden, you oh. used to work the gun counter slash sporting goods of the old North 40 in Great Falls. Yep, 10th Avenue South. And okay. do you guys call it the old one if you're there, the old store? Uh, the, do you call it the, the first store, the better yeah, store? Yeah, like call it the first store. It's usually just east and west, though. Mm. East Great Falls, west Great Falls. So you're east side, represent. Yeah, yeah, all okay. all day. So yeah. I was like, okay, he's got the uh, he's got the information I need then, because he sells weapons to people all Sold. day, past tense, past tense, past mm-hmm. tense. But did it a lot. Yeah. And so when I was like, when I was like, oh, Joe's trying to buy a gun, he, his ears like perked up, <laughs> much like uh, his dog River. You've met River. Mm-hmm. River's ears will perk up. Yeah. Cadence was like, mm. <laughs> kind of cocked his head a little bit to the side. Just and a little was like, curious. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. all right, what's his budget? Like immediately just started asking like the right question. That, that was my like firing question when someone would be standing at the counter. I mean, there look there's hundreds of guns there that you're looking at. It can be a little intimidating, and so that's the that's what I found was the easiest way to to just break it down pretty quick is like obviously ever anyone will go as low as they possibly can, but like what's your cap? Like what's the most you're wanting to spend on either the, the your whole combo like um, rifle, rings, mount, scope. Or whole ordeal, or just the base rifle, whatever is the max you're wanting to pay, and then I will give you my my best judgment as to what I think would fit that budget and have a good quality rifle. And so, Joe, was that your idea is to kind of have that conversation like on air so people can see it, hear it, yeah, basically see it it with their ear balls. Yeah, because it's tough. I noticed that there's (laughs) like there's so many different price points. Mm -hmm. Like if Mm -hmm. I if I knew what I was doing, I could probably do it for a hundred bucks. And a, and a six pack of beer, <laughs> uh, maybe with maybe. some Craigslist. You found somebody, yeah, up, like Craigslist, or, or somebody whatever. has an extra yeah. something in their garage, and they really it wouldn't be Left Hand Brewing Company beer because I had to stop again. I have to stop again. This beer isn't good. It's so bad, and I and I don't even like talking bad. Like I I find it hard it's, to talk bad. I wouldn't say that it's not. It's not just that. Like if you don't like IPAs. Cause like you can, you can, I've seen you drink an IPA and go, mm-hmm. Oh, you know what? This is actually pretty good. Usually mm-hmm. not my thing. Yep. This, this is just, I can, I can confirm just a bad tasting beverage. Yeah. yeah. Well, and it's my favorite <laughs> kind of beer. It's a sour. This and is so not like, a sour. I haven't really my, found a taste. sour that I don't like. Well, maybe like that I would just be like, ugh. I found it now. Just Ugh. just know that you can challenge the bartender if they're like, "Well, I've got this nitrous sour that you might like." You're like, "Um, you might want to bring me a taster, bro." <laughs> yeah, something about that nitrous, maybe. Yeah. Or was it made in in Colorado? Long Longwood, <laughs> Longmont, Longmont, Long Colorado. <clears throat> anyway, okay. so don't trade left hand beer for a rifle. No, don't do that. Don't do that. So here's what I was thinking: unless it, you find like. 
sorry, the oh, like Lacroix guy, like the left hand guy. You know what I mean? You might because oh, yeah. I'm sure he's out there. He's out there. The and he might, maybe he has a rifle that he wants I to mean, trade for. This Shabir. is in cans, <laughs> sold in Great Falls. Like somebody had to have liked it. Mm-hmm. Mm. I don't it, know who. Maybe the marketing was just like, I'll try that. That looks that looks delicious. Oh, your can looks good. And then they tried it, and they're like, what did we do? Yeah. Uh, mark, yeah, it, mark that down. It yeah. could be, like, super new, and so, like, all the reviews and stuff haven't fully got out from yeah. what the general public thinks. We should look it up. It probably gets, like, the best reviews ever. <laughs> I'm looking it up like while it's you... Like, it's, like, five you, stars. While you do your thing. Okay, I'm here's the gun I want. It's okay. hard to explain, though. <clears throat> so, like, let me use... Um, let's see. Let's say motorcycles as a metaphor. Okay. So, like... For sport bikes, there's like the Japanese motorcycle, the Suzuki's, the Yamaha's. Mm -hmm. um, those things are just known for being good for the money. They're durable. You're, you're going to get the most power, the most, um, they're not going to break down, whatever you call that, the dependability. Mm -hmm. um, they're, they're basically known as the best bang for your buck. Okay. You know, um, and, and so, but in that same class, you know, you've got the Italian bikes. So if you wanted something, oh, fancy and mm -hmm. like that, I mean, maybe it's a little ergonomically better. Maybe the leather's mm -hmm. nice, all that kind of crap, but that you're going to, you're going to spend more for that. I don't want that. Then there's Harley. Harley is just like, well, this is classic, um, but it's so heavy and it's not really, um, you could use it, but it's cumbersome and they break down and, um, but the, but the value stays high. So what I want is like a nice Suzuki Yamaha sort mm -hmm. of sport bike, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Best bang for your yeah. buck, but, it, and it's not comfortable. It's like, it's, but, but bearing in mind that, um, like Ryan Boosie was telling us, he was mm -hmm. like, I do, I, I am bearing in mind that I'm going to be carrying it all day. Yes. So like, I guess I would, I would rather air towards, um, easier to carry mm -hmm. and then I'll make more concessions on like, well, how am I going to prop it when I'm, when I'm firing to yep. make sure that I know that I'm uh, as accurate as I can, yeah. accurate as I can be. And so like, there's, there's even loopholes that you can go around like, like a heavy rifle, like mm -hmm. that can even just come down to the way you carry it. Um, if you have bipods on it, anytime you stop, you can just set it on the ground. Mm -hmm. Um, the type of sling that you have as far as comfortability on your shoulder is going to change a lot. Mm -hmm. If you have a pack on, you're going to strap it to the back of the pack and then it makes it even less, feel like even less weight, even though you are carrying that weight. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, I, I know what you mean. And I guess before I start spreading all my opinions about all these rifles, I, I didn't do it for super long. Mm -hmm. um, and I do credit a lot of my knowledge to the people that worked there because a majority of those rifles I've never even shot before. Um, but I did work some with some very intelligent people that mm -hmm. that definitely knew what they were talking about that I trusted a lot. And there's t probably tons of brands out there that, there's a lot, that would be yeah. similar. So mm -hmm. I'll, I'll take your advice with a grain of salt. Yeah, there's there's a there's a, there's a lot of ways you could go. I mean, like Browning would be a pretty dependable one. Um, they've been making rifles for a long time. Um, but yeah, like I was saying earlier, the way that I normally break it down into is is your budget. Um, because even just with Browning, I mean, they make rifles that you can get for as cheap as like 250 bucks in the same caliber you can find a rifle for 2000 <laughs> so i think what i want is um so the best i think let me let me guess uh, let me think about it it's like um i think i want to spend like six hundred dollars for the gun itself okay you know and if it came with um at the, <coughs> at the bare minimum 
a vortex level scope because I mm-hmm. learned that they're they're maybe not the best, but they've got a super good warranty. Incredible. Yeah. So um, at, at I'm, I think I'm at, at about that level. I don't know about the mm-hmm. bipods and all that yeah. other stuff I mean, or the there's, slings there's and tons of attachments you can add on to that. So, so I guess like the initial purchase, um, you know, to walk out of there with a scope, something to maybe carry it in like a case, you know, the sling, a, a magazine, you know what I mean? I'd, I'd, mm-hmm. I'd hope to be spending about 800, 850 yeah. in that, in that region. Yeah. And I, so I as far as like a, the, so I guess the vortex scopes, um, if you're looking for like a higher caliber hunting rifle, mm-hmm. I would steer you away from the crossfires. Um, that's like the lowest, vortex scope that you can get mm-hmm. they're crossfires they're, okay. they're great for like a rimfire gun or even just like a um like a really small caliber centerfire rifle you know just for sake of argument mm-hmm. um or sake of conversation i think i'm going to take mr boosie's uh, advice and go with the smallest caliber that i can even get away with like the lightest smallest thing well he, what, he what, wasn't was, saying what was light, he trying to he say he wasn't saying light caliber or what, he, so was what was he saying light gun Mm. He was mm. saying go with the lightest gun because then it's easier to carry. You're not going right, to notice a right. weight difference between calibers. With the okay, gotcha. Um, you're going to notice a weight difference based on barrel length, uh, barrel material, uh, material that the stock's made out of, all of that stuff, uh-huh. and then yeah, just the overall length. And so they can make some that are well, and you, you're probably familiar with the word like carbine, mm-hmm. right? That are that are smaller, like they're actually pretty small yeah. rifles that can still get out like. The longer the rifle, they they say, the more accurate it is for mm-hmm. a longer distance. I'm with right? you, right? And so that that bullet is in a barrel longer to keep it mm-hmm. on that path. Okay. Um, but he's saying like get good at at hunting and shooting, and then you can carry a lighter rifle because most of hunting, you're carrying it, not shooting it. Mm-hmm. Right. And so that that was his advice uh, for mm-hmm. caliber because I think that's the first conversation. But even before that. Caden, let's let's uh, tell any listeners that might not know what's the difference between a cent- center fire and a rim fire. What is yeah, that? What does that mean? You have the, um, God, what is it called? Bullet. No, not the not the bullet. The that makes it the center fire. Primer. The primer. Yes, that uh, center fire rifle comes with a primer in it, and a rim fire is just strictly from. I don't know the exact science of it, but it's just a pin hitting the back of the casing that ignites that that powder on the inside rather than having the the primer that actually causes a little tiny explosion and then lights the powder um so what is the um what's the difference in the experience of the shooter will they will they notice a difference in firing the, the two? Rim, rim fires are your like uh gopher yeah gopher S- much smaller and calibers so it's, a, it's a smaller caliber okay and so it's not something that you would hunt Typically, you would hunt a deer with is any mm-hmm. kind of rim fire. Not so that I, you couldn't. So I shouldn't worry about rim fires. No, but I just he had mentioned it, and mm-hmm. so I wanted to just yeah, make sure everybody knew the jargon there. And so yeah. the first, so so there we have it. Is mm-hmm. that the, a center fire literally means that there's a, a spot in the middle that mm-hmm. the firing pin hits that that causes yeah, like you said, a little explosion, mm-hmm. and that gets the bullet going. Um, rim fire not that way, and yeah. it's a smaller caliber. What caliber? Do you suggest, Caden, if Joe out the gate is is probably just like antelope deer, maybe an elk, but but Mm -hmm. mainly antelope deer? Yeah, because I've read that elk is just a lot harder, more involved. And if I just want to get in and have some fun, I want to be able to take down the deer and I guess antelope if I'm that would be the next step up because I heard they're they're fast, right? 
Yeah. They okay. are yeah. And you gotta, you, so with yeah. antelope, you got to be able to shoot a little further typically. Yeah. Um, it's not as much meat. And most, like, there's there's two worlds with antelope. Is like some people say it's the best meat they've ever had in Montana, and some people just hate it. They mm-hmm. think it's too gamey. Um, I'm probably somewhere in the middle. I don't fit in either one of those. It just kind of depends on how I prepare it. But mm-hmm. I would say that, like, for sure, if we can get you a gun this year, a mule deer is what you're going for. Okay. Like, like that's going to be the game that... That, that, that not necessarily easy, but would be the easiest. It would be the, it's not going to be easy, yeah. but it, out of all of them is the easiest. Okay. Um, is mule deer. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at a picture of this rim fire casing and center yeah. fire casing. Now I got a little picture. Cool. Yeah. And so there's just that, there's not that primer on the, on the back of it there. Little center and circle so, yeah, thingy. And so I guess essentially <laughs> what it would be is that once you get into those bigger caliber bullets, it's taking more powder, um, you're gonna have to have a bigger casing, and so I guess that that thickness of the the brass casing on the bottom was just gonna get thicker, and so that that pin's not gonna be able to ignite it. Mm-hmm. Would be my guess. I mean, again, I don't know any of the science behind it. I'd never got that deep into like reloading and stuff like that. Which is a conversation. So my brother, my brother said he would come on if mm. we're ever ready to talk about he reloading. He does know a lot about that. So those questions he could answer for us if we ever wanted to have mm-hmm. him on because yes. he, he reloads his own ammunition. Yeah, yes. and any, that. anybody that is listening that does any reloading is probably just cringing at the way I'm explaining all of this right oh, now. Oh, right, right, yeah. right, right. But actually, I like that because yeah. that, that means we're probably explaining it simple enough for people that don't reload. Yeah. yeah. Because I could yeah. never, I could never, I had to find all this out on my own mm-hmm. and kind of look like <laughs> an idiot in front of people a few times because I didn't have anybody ever explain it to me. Mm-hmm. I just kind of had to figure it out. Yeah. Um, and, and rim fire, I, I literally thought the pin hit the rim of the bolt. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. Like I mean, why wouldn't you think that? I mean, right. It's called rim fire. Yeah. Right. And so, so yeah. anyway, what caliber would you suggest for someone that was prior military? So he's used two twenty three. Yeah. Um, two twenty three is a great round. Um, but is is mainly going to hunt deer. But if if he got a wild hare, mm-hmm. could still take down an elk if he if he. It's not going to be his main thing. Though. Yeah. The first thing that's coming to mind would be a thirty out 6 just because that's a, a little bit bigger, but not super big to where you're going to destroy a deer or an antelope. Um, pretty good all-around bullet. Other than that, probably a 6.5 Creedmoor, just because that's getting even more popular right now than a thirty out 6 would be. I would say that almost, maybe not phasing out, but the thirty out 6 would be kind of phasing out as far as popularity. Um, it's getting replaced by the six six five Creedmoor. Not even not even replaced. It's just as as far as all the innovation goes, six five Creedmoor is still relatively new. Mm. I would say within the last decade or two, and so not like within the last year or two, but the last for for sure the last five years. Yeah, you started yeah. hearing about it about ten years ago. Yeah, but so weird. And so, and then <laughs> yeah. the the nicest thing about the six five, it, you're going to get guys that absolutely despise it and you're going to get guys that swear by it um is going to be like that with every caliber but the biggest deal that i found um with that was i'm not it doesn't appear to me that the ammo shortage is as as bad as it was Mm -hmm. um but that could be just as easily right around the corner again Mm -hmm. and that was the easiest hunting round to get in was the 6.5 creedmoor and it would be one that you could you could realistically hunt anything with and obviously it's going to come into play as far as how far away you are, what um, grain bullet you use, how heavy it's going to be. Um, yeah, and that, that's some stuff that Ryan got into that I wasn't going <coughs> to stop him 
and and have him explain to us um any of that stuff when he was yeah. talking about and and yeah that would be that would probably be better reserved for if we do um have somebody come in and talk about reloading to talk about the weight of the bullet the grain of the bullet yeah and that's all that stuff. And grains would I don't, I don't know if it's an exact measurement but I, I would just say it's like a term that um especially in the reloading community they use as far as weight goes and so they use it, it, it the, and it is it, yeah there's gr- grain scales yeah yeah so <clears throat> okay cool so oh, I've, I'm looking up um, the 6.5 Creedmoor mm-hmm. on Wikipedia. And, ooh, size comparison. Let's check this out. Okay, Winchester. Okay, cool. So I'm seeing that it was um, developed for long-range target shooting mm-hmm. and has had some success in uh, game hunting. And I've noticed that, um, gosh, I think Shannon, I want to say, and if we talked about it, if Shur- if Shursty and us talked about it, I think both of them might have said six five. I feel like I've heard six five Creedmoor from more than one person. From multiple people. Recently. Shursty wasn't one of them, but um, Shannon was one of them. Yeah, so that's yeah, what yeah. that's the gun that she recommended was a six five. Which she sent me a picture of. Thanks uh, again, Shannon, for that. It was a really nice looking um, Christensen Arms, beautiful and, rifle. And, and so, like, so. Yeah, like in guitars. I know I was using mm-hmm. motorcycles, but like, yeah. So Christensen Arms seems to me like, um, gosh, like there is a type of guitar I will use because it plays well and I know mm-hmm. it's going to sound good. There's a good type of guitar I'm going to use because I'm going to be, I want to impress a certain crowd. Okay. That yeah. Christensen Arms seem yeah. like a certain <coughs> thing. Like I, I could spend less. But yes. if I want to be like see, taking pictures with this rifle, I want yeah. something that kind of looks good, right? Yeah. Is that is that fair? I, yeah, I see what you're saying. Um, I guess the easiest way to break that down is almost, from, at least from what I found, almost always when you do go up in price, it's going to be better, whether that's the the weight, um, the performance, whatever it is, the what, warranty. What would you say the cutoff is, like, or the um, the point of diminishing returns? Like, so, like, when you go up in price, 1000 2000 3000 mm-hmm. and it's like, well, it's getting lighter, it's getting more accurate, it's yeah. getting more dependable because it's tougher and they're made mm-hmm. of carbon fiber, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. When do you stop, like, investing money in um, the tool that it is, and it starts just because, like, well, that's pretty or that's I don't know the biggest thing that's kind of screaming at me would be like a, like a Henry like those are very um, like old-fashioned a lot of people would come in and get those strictly as like a wall hanger gun um, is that like a 20 those 22 yeah and so they make them in a like little a vintage bit of bigger cal- yeah it's like oh. a vintage lever action rifle yeah um, yeah okay been around for a long time they want to hang it up I yeah see and so mean. that would be a good way to explain it but as hmm. far as just like the hunting rifle community like mm-hmm. um, whatever people are the people the companies that are making their rifles if they're making them for hunting if if the price is going up there's something about the quality that's going to go up as well whether that's Mm. something that's important to you um or not but i guess where where it would kind of like peak off and then Mm -hmm. where so it goes up pretty drastically up until you get to about that seven eight hundred dollar range okay and any price you go up you're going to get quite a bit of quality up um and then it kind of starts to level off a little bit. Like there's only so much that you can do to a rifle after that, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Um, at, what, at what price where it kind of levels off? I would say about that, like seven, eight hundred dollar. Um, so if I was going to spend like seven, eight hundred bucks on just the rifle, I feel I, like you get I'd yourself be, in a be pretty good rifle. The um, rifle I can like for decades, I just keep this rifle yeah. and it's yeah. If, if, if <laughs> okay. you were if you were just wanting to do like 
deer if, if you weren't into like super long range shooting and like all all of that kind of stuff if you're not going to shoot it shoot it thousands of rounds out of it a year um, if you're just going to kind of go sighted in and maybe shoot it a couple times during the spring and the summer before you go out and then go shoot it in the fall like i'd say maybe that six seven eight ish hundred dollar range uh-huh. um you're getting yourself in a in a great rifle that you, you okay. could probably have for a long time and then once you start to go up in price those are those people that have the money to spend <laughs> and just yeah. want that nice rifle or uh-huh. they're shooting it a lot uh-huh. um they're using it a lot i mean these people that are out just they're hunting year round um finding yeah, a yeah, there's people somewhere that, like, in the world going, they're going to yeah. alaska they're yeah. going down south where i think there's only one month in south carolina where you can't hunt deer you know yeah. like and so like yeah. up here in montana we have like this about three month period where you're hunting mm-hmm. there's shoulder season there's birds and stuff like that but yeah. essentially actually with rifles it's about a month and a half yep that's what you hmm. have that you'd be using that gun and yeah. so if you're going to use it outside of a month and a half and you're going to go over 600 yards. Yep. And well, maybe that's about it. If you're going to go over 600 yards or you're going to shoot it a lot, and you're right. You're probably right. About a thousand rounds a year. Yeah. You know, if you're going to yeah. go over that, you need to, you need to go up and gun because they're going to change the way the bolts made, the barrels made. Everything. They, it everything gets into a, a, like a real science. Fits better. Um, it cools off faster. Mm-hmm. It's made out of different metal. Yeah. Like all of that stuff gets different. Yeah. But yeah, that, that sounds, that sounds about right. I feel like that's, that's, yeah. and obviously with prices changing all the time and like stuff like that, that's subject to change. And I've, I mean, it's been almost six months since I've sold them. Not that that's a super long time, and gun prices don't really change a whole lot, but that definitely could go up. Um, cool. That gives me a good idea. It kind of coincides with things that I was guessing at. Like when I was talking, when we were talking with Ryan Boosie, and he was talking about Kimbers, I think mm-hmm. it, uh, it made me think about a, a conversation Brian and I had. I think, like, we, we were, he was talking about um, anything that a gun company is going to have that's like, um, this is the, you know how they all have a name? Mm-hmm. Like if it's called The Hunter, yeah, it's going to be in the, about that $800 range. It's going to be like towards the bottom of the range, mm-hmm. not, not all the way at the bottom, but it's going to be just enough. And mm-hmm. it's usually the ones that you would look for. And then I was thinking about that as we were talking. I looked up uh, The Kimber. And it's and I remembered it was called the Hunter, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And it's eight hundred and nineteen dollars and ninety nine cents. And I'm like, hey, here it is. Yeah, and Kim- Kimber's a great brand. And mm. like, I mean, as far as what um, I haven't listened to your guys' podcast with Ryan yet, but um, as far as what he was saying with like the li- as far as the lightness goes of a rifle, that's a great thing to look for. But the yeah. uh, screams out to me is when I was selling guns, Kimber makes. I want to say it's like either terminal ascent or mountain ascent or something like that. That might just be the pattern that they call it. But, oh, yeah. Okay. But it's, it's like a it's like a $2,000 rifle, mm-hmm. and um, it's got a fluted barrel on it. It's stainless. I don't know if it's made out of stainless steel, but it looks like it's stainless steel. Um, it's Flute, got a, fluted means it looks like it's spinning. The yeah, barrel so, is not moving at all. It just has that design in it <laughs> that looks like it's spinning. It's, it's all yeah. just to cut weight. And like so if, if they can make that spiral in the barrel, you're just taking... That's just metal. Yeah, that's it right there. Oh, that's cool. just um, metal that you're taking off. And so it also has a, a fluted bolt on it. And so the mm-hmm. bolt is also spirally like that. It's, it's one of the, the lightest hunting rifles I've felt. And so um, my old boss, he manages the gun counter there. I'd asked yeah. him one day and I was just like, this feels like it would be a great rifle, like especially if 
if you're that guy that's like going around hunting big bighorn sheep in Alaska, like trying to really hike through the mountains, um, you need something super light. And he was like, yeah, but you're going to lose stuff with that too. Um, if you have a super light rifle, your, your accuracy is usually going to go down. Um, just cause especially like if you have to really quickly pull a shot off and you just pull it up, um, oh, the uh-huh. weight is going to help stabilize you. Um, if you're holding something lighter, it's going to float around a little bit. Hmm. Um, and so that's, that was the biggest thing he said was, I f- feel like accuracy would go down a lot with the lighter guns. And that's, that's something that you and I talked about off air was, uh, mm-hmm. I initially would go for a heavier gun mm-hmm. just because it, it's a cheater's way to yeah. have better accuracy. Well, yeah. a, a lot of these like people that strictly do long range rifle shooting, um, just target shooting, mm-hmm. they have some of the heaviest guns you'll ever feel as far as bolt guns, just because when they're setting them on those benches, they're just like bricks. They're just sitting there and mm-hmm. they just have to squeeze the trigger. And so even just with a, squ- like a, a trigger squeeze, you're not going to pull it as much because it's going to be a lot heavier. Um, mm. Just all things to consider. I mean, yeah, yeah, there's, gotcha. there's a lot of aspects. <laughs> and so what, what gun manufacturers, you, you don't have to talk bad about anybody, mm-hmm. but in that price range that we're, you're guiding Joe mm-hmm. into, what manufacturers would you kind of, kind of lean away from? Because it's kind of hard to narrow it down to mm-hmm. the ones that you would buy because there's a lot of good ones out there. Um, I feel like Mossberg... Um, a lot of the Mossberg rifles that at least we sold at North 40 were kind of your lower end rifles mm-hmm. that I wouldn't suggest to anyone. Um, there's actually a funny story behind a Mo- one of the Mossbergs. Um, we had a guy come into the store once and apparently he's just like a brother of one of the workers there. He's been like a longtime customer of the gun counter. He probably comes in and buys three or four guns a year. Mm. Um, all the guys knew him. I didn't yet. I was still a little fresh behind the gun counter and I could see that they were you know, kind of goofing around with him, giving a little bit of shit. And, um, mm-hmm. So I walked up to him, and he's holding a Mossberg rifle. I think it's like a like maybe $300 rifle max. And I, it wasn't okay. a 6.5 Creedmoor. Yeah. And I didn't know that he was, like, genuinely interested in this rifle. And so oh. I was like, so I walked up, and I was just like, oh, the Mossberg, huh? And just I was just like, oh, Mossberg, huh? And he's like, yeah, what about it? And I was like, oh, it just wouldn't be my, my first choice. Yeah, oh, well. <laughs> Apparently, it pissed him off. And he got super mad. Um, just kind of stormed out of the store, walked past the manager, and said, I'm never buying a gun from you guys again. <laughs> so, yeah, get back to it a little bit. Mossberg's just wouldn't be my first choice. Um, Did he ever I'm, come back? Not that I saw. Okay. Um, Woo! He didn't, even, he didn't even know my name. Some people are just touchy. Yeah, 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 I'm sure he was just having a bad day. Everyone said yeah. that he was a great guy, and they had never seen him do that before. All the gun counter guys stood up for me. They were just like, it, it's okay. <laughs> Golly. But um, and I'm, like, I'm sure that Mossberg even sells like some pretty nice rifles. I mean, um, I feel like all of these manufacturers can tend to make a pretty decent rifle. But as far as the stuff that we sold at North 40, I feel like we didn't have, at least from what I can recall... Hmm. Nothing great from them. Anything else? Not that I can think of right now. I mean, like oh, I was yeah. saying, Browning oh, Browning had a few like lower end rifles as well, but they also have um, like their X bolts are pretty pretty nice rifles. Super high end stuff. Mm-hmm. I have a Browning, and so I wouldn't speak down on them, but <laughs> I think a lot of companies do make that lower end rifle because it's just another way to make that buck. Well, okay, so that maybe that's a better way to ask the question. What's the least amount you would spend on a hunting rifle? The least amount? Yeah, like what would be your bottom end? If you're going below that, mm-hmm. you're like, you're kind of wasting your money. 
Yeah. There's like that with with guitars. It's mm-hmm. like, uh, mm, oh, just north of three hundred bucks, you can get an okay playable guitar that's not going to be. It's probably pretty comparable, um, especially I feel like guitars and guns are really close. Yeah, that actually mm-hmm. sounds. That's about what I was going to say. I was going to say about three fifty, four hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. Um, like if, if we're still talking exactly what you want to use it for, like this antelope deer hunting, maybe mm-hmm. an elk if you needed to. Yeah. Um, probably like that 350 400 anything below that like you don't even really see that often as far as a, a hunting rifle but okay oh well, that makes sense and that'll i mean that that'll save me from trying to find a deal well you know? and you yeah. didn't work at walmart walmart's gonna have yeah. some cheaper ones too yep. that they specifically only brand to walmart that yeah. some of those gun manufacturers mm-hmm. make so they can get those lower price points that's the magazine's gonna mm-hmm. rattle in them. Yep. The, the they were just they're just made yeah. cheap. Yeah, they're, they're just, just looking for that specific customer that's mm-hmm. that's coming in and probably not gonna zero the rifle anyway. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna take it out and yep. try to shoot something with it. Yeah. Okay. Thirty out six six five Creedmoor. Um two seventy Win Mag. About eight hundred bucks. Buy myself a scope. And perfect. Okay. And not a not a crossfire? That's yeah. I just wouldn't yeah. suggest that for those. And so where I was going with that, the they do great for like a like a rimfire rifle that I was talking about. Um, just because they they don't control that kick from the rifle very well. Mm-hmm. And so we had it all the time where people just like obviously you want to buy the cheapest one you can. And yeah. so they they would, and then they'd come in and like the crosshairs would just they'd be moved ever so slightly. And so you'd have to try and zero them in again, but it just gets real real tricky, and you have to worry about your crosshairs adjusting on those. But and that's nothing speaking down on Vortex because it does have it does serve its purpose, just not on a hunting rifle. Um, the next step up from that would be the Diamond Backed Diamond Back series. That's what I have on my rifle, and it's great scope. I think it was one ninety nine ninety nine. I think they make them a little less than that now. If I'm yeah, I think mistaken. you can get them for almost one fifty nine. Yeah, get into a Diamond Back <coughs> that'll that'll do what you want. Mm-hmm. Golly. Okay, so a thousand bucks, and I can go hunting. Sounds good. I feel I like think, I'm I think do by it. the time if you if if you waited for a good deal mm-hmm. and f- for both the you know so the scope you being a veteran you could mm-hmm. get that scope for seventy bucks. Well, um, yeah, they're and like rifles do go on sale too. Yeah, and, and so, so if oh. you could, you find your rifle, wait for it to go on sale in the next few months. Mm-hmm. Um, a thousand bucks would actually get you. I mean, you'd get your tag. Mm-hmm. And maybe you put a little bit of money away so that you could take it, uh, the the meat to a meat processor. Like mm-hmm. that, that kind of gets you everywhere because mm-hmm. you don't have to have camo. I love camo. Like I just love it. Okay. Like like I like wearing it. I like everything about it. You don't uh-huh. have to have camo. Okay. Yeah, my my same same guy that was talk, talking to me about the Kimbers. My my old manager. Um, his name's Zach. Um, he every doesn't matter what he's hunting. Doesn't even really matter the time of year. Jeans and a t-shirt. That's all he hunts in. And he, and he is very successful. Just this year, he shot a a bear and a mountain lion with his Glock. So, Jeez. <laughs> with his handgun. Yeah. And so, if you go to handgun, <laughs> I, this is just one that I wanted to say so everybody heard it. Yeah. If you go to handgun, please don't buy Hot Point. Hot Point. High Point. High Point. High. Oh, point. did they change the name? It's always been High Point, I think. Oh, there was one called Hot Point. One of my buddies. Maybe I don't know. But high point, I think, is what you're thinking. Had a hot point, and you'd you'd pick the gun up, and at first it was like way too light. Yes, like it's almost like it weighed as much as the ammo, and then you shook it, and it was like like a, not like 
a little bit of metal rattle. Mm-hmm. It was almost like a, a like shaking a cereal box. Yep. <laughs> it was like it was like. <laughs> Yeah, the only good thing with a high point is that you could pretty much, like, I guess, I still don't suggest it, but it would be (laughs) like a good, like, creek gun. Like, if you're going to Walk Belt Creek or something like that, like, and you just want it for snakes. So when you type in something to Google search, it will do predictive. Like, what do you th- what do you <laughs> think it's gonna say? High point guns. The first the first thing that Google says: high point guns are junk. <laughs> <laughs> and then it says high point gun reviews. And yeah. then it says are high point guns any good? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like so all of it is just questioning. Yeah, it's like nah. Yeah. It's yeah. okay. But what Which, I was saying okay, is okay. That would be fun. Type in a different manufacturer. <laughs> I'll just say, uh, let I me try. See, try Kimber, just because yeah. that's, we've been, we we had one of their executives on. Kimber guns. And then if I buy one, I'll have another excuse to reach out to Ryan. I'm like, hey, Ryan, I bought the gun. <laughs> yeah. Can we come back on my podcast? Yeah. That's how I talk when I email people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I read all your emails. <laughs> hey, it's hey, me, Brian. We gotta, we gotta have a, an appointment over here. <laughs> yep. Oh. What does it say? It says, uh, oh, it says Kimber guns are good (laughs) (laughs) are kimber guns good are kimber guns good quality any good is kimber a good brand yeah so a lot of people i guess that's that's a that's a thing that they ask like that'd be actually a great way to gun shop yeah just (laughs) type it into google (laughs) let's see see what happens Mm -hmm. yeah because browning i think i feel like they went through bankruptcy recently was it browning i can't remember what remington remington i think i think remington Remington is now rem arms oh like like uh, Dodge was Chrysler, and then it was now it's Fiat, mm. kind of like that. They still keep the Dodge name. Yeah, I don't know if it's like the I don't know exactly Red what arms. happened there. I think they did go bankrupt. Yeah, somebody went bankrupt recently. Yeah, and it, they'd been around for a hundred and fifty years yeah. or something, and they're like, well, we got to go through bankruptcy. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, Rem, Rem Arms. Rem Arms. Mm-hmm. Yep. But yeah, with those high points. Um, it would be an okay creek gun or like maybe river gun, like something that if you needed well, to, you could pull it right up to a snake's head and shoot the snake. Um, but or, or it probably scare st- a bear. Yeah, because like, you're not going like to hit it. You're not going to hit It's going to shoot right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but to, to, it's, it's a noisemaker. Yes. So you could actually bring like a, a, a triangle, mm-hmm. well, you know, that they used to call people in for dinner on yeah. the farm. You could yeah. bring one of those. And those are a lot cheaper than a... Point. And, I, and I've heard that like if you like it falls out of your pocket and you drop it in the mud or something like that, like they'll still shoot. But again, not <laughs> accurately. Wait, like when you drop it, it'll shoot. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. <laughs> Got to be worried about that too. So, so that's the yeah. thing is like they have what's called a <clears throat> Glock test, and they run these um, Glock uh, sidearms mm-hmm. through. They'll like freeze it in a bucket bucket of water. Glock's very good at that, and and then pull it out, and it'll still be accurate mm-hmm. at a at a good. Sidearm range. Yep. That's the microphone. Uh, that's the Glock of the microphone world. Oh, is the sure the sure mic? Yeah, yep. yeah. Yep. They do yep. the same thing. Same sort of. If you go to the um, the sure YouTube, they'll be running that thing over with a truck. Oh, and, and it then still works. or hammering the stage together with it, and then using it for the show. Nice. <laughs> it's good stuff. And so that's what the, yeah. gl- the Glock, they'll put it in sand, they'll put it in mud, they'll mm-hmm. pull it out, and they'll just shoot it, and you know, it'll fire. You, even. Yeah, so like the Glock is something I, I'm kind of familiar with, but only because I was in the Marine Corps. Mm-hmm. And there's there's certain guns that I you can't not know about, and and yeah. also have been in the Marine and, and, and in, Glock the, is in the military. I would say Glock is in 
They're everywhere. Culture too. Oh right? my, you it's see everywhere. It in movies all mm-hmm. the time. It's like that, that and the Desert Eagle. If you like hip hop yeah. music, yeah. Yep. I just Desert saw Desert Eagle, Eagle the other day in a movie. I was like, "Ooh, the Desert Eagle." <laughs> I wonder in, if Snoop Dogg sold him that. It's in uh, Snatch. <laughs> yeah, 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 with Brad Pitt. Desert Eagle is in Snatch. Hey, is there any is there any good reason like any utilitarian like I I need this for that? Is there any reason to like have a Desert Eagle? Um, Can I? Is it like? Oh, I wish reason? I had my Desert Eagle. There's a bear of this no. size coming at no, me. No, you'd. It may be so, maybe to like open carry to like flex. Okay, so, so I could. I, I do like right, flexing. Right. Yeah. Like if you are carrying a Desert Eagle, there's a not a very good chance that another human is going to come and pull a gun on you. Hilarious. Yeah. <clears throat> I want to see mean, it. Yeah. Yeah, because it's 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 just a. Re- it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Like, so, so there's yeah. there's a reason to have it then because um, I don't know if we talked about this on the podcast, but when I went to go see some local dinner theater, there was open carry guy. You know, mm-hmm. he he had, and, it, and it's like I'm I'm cool with open carry guy, and I'm not going to describe him yet, but you all know the person I'm talking about, open carry guy. Anyways, <laughs> well, there's there's two open carry guys. There's there's the guy you can tell is either ex military or ex law enforcement mm-hmm. that that is like like grandpa age usually He's, okay. you know fifty and above mm-hmm. yep. and then the other open carry that I I see is twenties like like younger twenties t shirt usually that t shirt has an American flag or or Family Guy. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, something like that. Possibly a woven belt. You, right. you actually wouldn't even need to explain any more. And I can picture it perfectly <laughs> in my head right now. So those are the two <laughs> open carry guys Yeah. So that, the, that this, I picture. This open carry guy um, is like the type that would be wearing Caterpillar boots, but you know does not have a construction job. Okay. Mm, you know okay. what I'm talking about? Yep. Yeah. Got it. <laughs> yep. We're there. So, so I'm at dinner theater, and he's my waiter. Like open carry guys is the waiter. Oh and wow! I, and I'm thinking that's an interesting choice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Even better is that he is like carrying the tray, you know, from table to table, and he's got to scooch past us because it's 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 dinner theater. We mm-hmm. got to be kind of close together. Mm-hmm. So like his <laughs> <laughs> so his gun was digging into my shoulder. I'm, <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> gun is digging into my hip. Gun's <laughs> digging into my hip. So he, he would be like trying to like you know sc- sc- scooch his gun past people's shoulders as uh, he's serving them Jello. And he had a Desert Eagle. Is that no. where this is going? Oh, no, oh, the okay. thing is, is I like, thought he had a Desert Eagle. The next time I this happens to me, right? I don't want to be the guy that's just like making my funny little jokes, you know, about open carry guy. I want to be like, oh, honey, go to the car. Get my holster and Desert Eagle. I, I got to flex on this dude. I mean, I didn't know it would be I, open carry time yeah. at the dinner theater. Yeah. But since the I waiter. Would venture, <laughs> I would venture to say, oh, you know, actually there's a few choices now that I think about it. He more than likely had a high point. And I would also put on a t-shirt that would like have like Hulk, Hulkamania on mm-hmm. it or something like yeah. that. With just, and I would yeah. tear it off if he even looked at me. I would just yeah. like. Start ripping it and be like, but yeah, you wouldn't even have to carry it loaded. Are we doing something? You just no, carry yeah, it. you just yeah. carry it. Yeah. Oh, I'd never load it. What are you crazy? I just, yeah. I could probably just throw it at somebody. 
Because I, I thought you were going to ask if there's a need them. for a sidearm for a for a handgun. Well, since there's, there's not lots, now, there's, there's lots a, of needs for for handguns. There's like a hilarious one. Oh, for Desert Eagle, no, but for a Desert Eagle in specific, there's not much use. Because I want, I kind of want one now, and I was like, should I start saving it's up? It's heavy, yeah. and then I wouldn't be able to unless it was specifically for flexing on open carry guy. Yeah, that's the only reason. So for comedy's <laughs> sake. Yeah, cuz yeah. like the the well, best the best is like a Glock 10. Uh what is what is the other Glock Glock 40? Oh, I can't think of just, all the Glocks. I would, yeah, probably just a 9mm Glock. Yeah, okay. a Springfield they, they make a lot Springfield of Springfield XD models. does a really good job and it passed yep. the Glock test. The spring so the, the most have. famous um, so, Oh my gosh. As Sorry. far as the saw the cost, <laughs> uh, what's a, what are you, the cost of what? If I wanted a Desert Eagle, it would oh. be about two thousand dollars. Oh yes. yeah, and I was like, oh, okay. I, yeah, I would have that's a cheap, that that's, a, that's yeah. a cheap Desert Eagle. Yeah. So while we're talking about that, if you want to give to our Patreon <laughs> and you want to see me flex on people like you've never seen before, ugh, okay, we, we would upload that. This is something we have to do, Joe. <laughs> is the last few people I've talked to haven't known we've said Patreon. As if everyone knows what everyone Patreon knows what that is. is. Okay, so here's my what wife it is. was actually just telling me that the other day that she kept seeing it on your guys' social media what and had this? no idea what it was. And she finally <laughs> figured it out because I yeah. had posted a couple different levels you could join our yes. Patreon for. Yes. And that's when she figured it out. And she is one of our Patreons now. We hey, thank you. That includes me. Yes. That does <laughs> include him, but thank she's in control of all of it. it so is, thank yes. Nicole. It is mainly Nicole. Yeah, thank Nicole. Nicole, you're the best. Yeah, if he was in control of the money, he actually might have done it earlier. Hey, but or like, not at all, or not at all. Yeah, <laughs> and and so Nicole made the financial decision to invest in us, and so thank yep. you, Nicole. We appreciate that. We're but that Joe, much closer to a Desert Eagle. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me, what is a Patreon? A Patreon is uh, it's it's like. It's like you you giving us a donation. You know what I mean? It's like it's like someone passing the hat and saying, "Hey, do you like what we're doing?" And if you do, we're gonna pass around this hat and whatever you got in your pocket. If it's like five bucks, even we'll take it, and and that'll be like super nice for us. And but we do, but it's the but Patreon specifically is a website. So you go to patreon.com and you do a little search for last best conversation podcast. And it's like it's a digital hat, you know what I mean? Yeah, and, and yeah. you get that to just sense. put a little money in there, like like a musician on the street with that's a hat right. out. Yeah. That's right. You and know? you're just walking by, and you're like, "Wow, he's doing a good job." This is I like good. what I hear. Yeah, it's like yeah. it's like giving us a tip. Yeah, exactly yeah. right. It's like it's like tipping your waitress. Like you yeah. know what? The service today was good, mm-hmm. and so we have. At least four podcasts a month, but up to eight to ten sometimes. When we're feeling froggy. And so if you feel at least one of those was worth a standard $5 tip, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then the other ones were junk, you're still making money. You're still making money by giving to our Patreon Yeah, for at $5 a month. That's true. You're making money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because when, yeah, when you break it down, it's less than a dollar an episode. Yeah. 50 cents an episode is what you're paying. That's, that's amazing. A, that's a steal. That's a, that's a steal right there. Mm-hmm. Not to mention, um, you also get behind the scenes stuff. We've got we've got a behind the scenes uh, song, YouTube video. Song's and great, by the way. It's <laughs> actually a, a killer song. And so even thank like, you. Like even like if you don't want to support them at all, 
you can just pay to unlock this beautiful song. <laughs> <laughs> and Caden knows because he's, he's been in there. Because I'm there you go. part yeah. of the Patreon. And there's a whole podcast episode while Joe and I watched a movie. We watched Boondock Saints. And, and we uploaded that, didn't we? Yeah. And you're going <laughs> to upload. I, I meant to text you earlier today and say, hey, can you upload that? And so um, you're going to upload your lamp song. Yeah. I kind of wanted to like find that, that message I sent you, but I'll just like record it again real quick. I think make sure it's like the best quality for our, our beloved Patreon members. And if you're thinking about it, being a Patreon member, well follow those feelings to their core, water them until they grow into this blooming onion of giving to, to me flexing on open carry guy. Yep. Cause you want to see, you want to see just, that in moment. Case anybody's questioning Joe's sarcasm here. <laughs> There will be n- not a single weapon bot with what you're donating. Mm, um, it's gonna no. take it's gonna take uh, quite a few Patreons just to pay the rent. Mm. <laughs> and what mm. we really want is we want the the um, Joe Rogan mics. They're sure mics. Oh yeah, um, that are super nice. And our voice, even though right now it's super crispy yeah. and, and amazing, yeah, it'll be even more amazinger. It'll make your ears go oh. Makes yeah. you makes Is, you sound nice and professional. Mm-hmm. Did 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 I just hear a yogurt plop? <laughs> <laughs> Where did that even come from? From the beginning. It's the yogurt. Did, uh, it's the yogurt lactose yeah. thing. Uh, I just want to call it a plop. They plop it in there. The listeners will understand. We were trying to call yeah. it a blanket, but I just it's a CO two blanket. When I'm when I'm picturing plop. him gotcha. put yeah. in the the yogurt, I don't know why he just has a bucket of it and just plops in the whatever cauldron of beer fart juice that they make. Oh, I was just thinking like a like a spoon that just or, yeah, they could do just, like it just, just really slowly like slides off and just this nice Are, are you picturing yo play or the the Greek yogurt that's something all thicker. like watery? Like a, like a thick yogurt. I'm picturing the Greek yogurt that you got to stir every time you open that mm. thing. Yeah, nice and th- I don't know what I'm picturing. It's just yogurt. Yogurty. Yeah. And just and it plops. a white substance. It goes <laughs> and it goes ploosh when it hits the water. Yeah. The white substance that goes spruce. (sighs) Isn't beer making (laughs) fun? Probably not build upon that one. (laughs) (laughs) That's tough. Like, right? Like, it's it's tough to be recorded um, and know that there's going to be no editing. Because you're like, maybe I should should keep going with that particular joke. (laughs) And then you're like, ah, well. (laughs) You know. Mm. We should just, I like that we leave some of them hanging. Yeah. I I picture um, Sean Welty. He knows. Just laughing his tail off. Yeah, because he knows what we're right about there. to say. Right, he's like, right. who are they going like, to do say it? it? Say it, say it, say it. Oh, they didn't say it. Maybe, like yeah. maybe mm-hmm. we'll do one of those those um, those type of episodes for our Patreon members where we just like That'd we be just great. we just say the thing, we finish yeah. the joke. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. It's nice to finish the locker room humor, the joke. Yeah, yeah, the joke. Finish the joke. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> continue the joke. that is is in the episode that is already on our patreon yeah finish the joke yeah it's a great joke it's a great it's a great scene it's a great way to close out your whole patreon spiel there (sighs) yeah that is that that rounded it all out on patreon you get you get the you get the jokes Mm -hmm. yeah you basically get the jokes yep if you you, don't know if you don't get the jokes you just (laughs) keep listening for free you you freeloader Mm mm-hmm I like that, though. Do your thing. 
So are there any questions? Uh, the one thing I was fearful of, of bringing a family member onto the podcast was mm. you, Joe. What about me? Uh, that you might ask, um, you might ask questions that could possibly be embarrassing for me. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And so we're talking, you know, to my son. Uh-huh. I'm actually just going to invite you into it. Uh, I have no questions. Wow. I have to get him. Awesome. I have. To, I have to get to know this whole situation first to know what to ask. You know, yeah. you're like ready for everything. Like that's the problem. Oh yeah. yeah. Like we know each other. The things that you were worried about, then I would just like go plunder, like plod my way, like ask this whole question and you're ready for it. No, 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 no. That's not fair. <laughs> that's, not, <laughs> that's not how it works. <laughs> I asked the question when you're not expecting it mm. and your mouth was open. Mm. <laughs> okay. Get into our Patreon to hear the close of that joke. Yep. <laughs> yep. So like, ah, ah. So what do you, what do you do now, Caden, <laughs> now that you are no longer at Northport? Yeah, what are you up to now? Ooh, I am a civil engineering technician with the Montana Department of Transportation. Ugh, that's a mouthful. It that's is, a mouthful. Yeah. And you can't yeah. even say that, by the way. I'm just kidding. <laughs> they're, they're so touchy about anyone being recorded. They're like, oh, don't say anything or represent us in any way. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, side note, Caden is not representing the state of Montana in, in any no, way. Any shape way. Or form. No. Yeah. no, he's off, he's off duty. Representing who? Yeah. <laughs> but he does do some cool stuff. And so, um, looking at people, work on things, making sure they're safe, right? Safe and doing it the right way to the plans. Cool. Yeah. All right. For the most part, that, that would be like 75% of the job because we only do road construction about half the year because we live in Montana and we have bad winters. Yep. You need that 25% of the time to organize all the bribes that come in. Yep. Organize them and do (laughs) organize the bribes. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Again, I do not represent the Montana Department of Transportation <laughs> in any way. <laughs> yeah, no, he's he has no idea what I'm about to say. My jokes are all your your boss's nonsense. boss's boss listens to this podcast. Just so you know. Uh, oh my gosh. He, I guess he would be my boss's boss. Oh, just your not boss's that many boss. levels. Okay, not that many levels. Not to like okay. diminish what he is. I mean, he does a great job, and he's yeah. a good boss. But yeah, just boss's boss. You just gotta okay. be careful because I think the. Gov- I think if I, I think if listen. I understand the structure, the right way, <laughs> I, I think that's not. where yeah. he is. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty sure I know where he's at. Is he at the level that's getting the bribes? No, he's a couple. I, actually, I can't speak on that because I really don't know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I, I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> Let us know when you find out who we're supposed to bribe because yeah. that's like okay. step one. We yeah. don't even know who to bribe yet. Okay. To get, I don't even know what we would do. Like I don't. You want to so do like, some road construction? I want to know who to bribe first, and then I'll figure out whatever project I want to get. So to. if it has to do with road construction, <laughs> what I want uh-huh. is real life Ninja Turtles, mm. and so we need to be able to make a layer for them, which would be outside of like city regulations. Mm-hmm. But I want to be able, and also it needs to have an address so they can get pizza there, like underground city. Well, not, not a city. It just needs to be like an underground, in the sewer kind of layer, like, like studio apartment that can hold four mutants. Mutant. Yeah, like seven turtles. seven foot tall turtles that know yeah. ju- nin- ninjutsu. Ninjutsu. Yeah, ninjutsu. I believe so. Yeah. Whatever. The, whatever. The dark arts. Master Splinter does. Ah, yes. Mm-hmm. Whatever Splinter. the the walking talking mouse does. Rat. Yeah, I don't want him. 
No? No. He has to be. He's the sensei. Yeah, he's pretty cool. I'm going to do that. Oh. You're going to teach the turtles? Mm -hmm. And you want this all to come from the, like, you need to bribe the Department of Transportation to do this, correct? Just to get the layer where they're going to live and where they have to get, like, hit with the radiation or whatever, the the ooze. That would be like, uh, yeah, I guess I don't. I I want you to get this, like, I want you to get this plan done and then, but right before you die. And then someone just like happens upon the ninja turtle <laughs> lair before you did anything. <laughs> and you've already just got the pictures yeah, up there. It's like an official plan. <laughs> He's like, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> Man, you could, you could get yourself bribed into the darndest things. <laughs> There's like four turtle cages over here with a rat cage and a feeder. But it would also, I guess if I think about it, that's just the first thing that came to mind. If I was going to like bribe somebody in the, in the state office that works on the roads, mm-hmm. the next thing is I want like an exit off the interstate that like pretty much leads like right to my house. Mm. No stoplights, nothing. But that's just for you, just off the interstate. Yeah, I'm at my house now. Mm-hmm. That's the hardest. That's the longest part of the drive. No matter where I'm coming from, it's like oh, we just got off the exit. We're home. No, we're not. Mm-mm. Now you got to go through stop the whole city. And this stoplight and that stoplight. Mm-hmm. Let that old lady cross the road. <laughs> ah. Maybe you could figure something out like with the commi- if there's a commissioner of police, you know, and you did like vigilante style crime fighting. And you're like, listen, anytime you shine this light in the air with a big old B, you know, for, for Brian, I'll come and do whatever. But you got to give me this exit that goes right to my house a la sort of batman style and he's and yeah i feel like okay you guys i, could I figure thought out. that you were ripping off a superhero totally so, batman yeah. okay i was just picturing batman i was yeah. like that's what batman would so do. in that case yeah. it would have to be underground mm. i wasn't picturing it underground i was picturing this like huge like off ramp and it goes <laughs> off but you go city that everybody everybody would see me and they'd be jealous every time underground feel would be just as cool underground would be amazing the lights you turn on you couldn't flex it yeah, Ooh, yeah. Right? I mean, because I have you, a secret waterfall entrance. You flex but it with anyone in your car. You don't want to flex it. I used to be. You, oh. you flex oh. it with anyone in your car, though. Yes. You're, you're just like you're yeah. like there's like traffic's ahead of you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And you and they're like, oh, you got to slow down. You got to slow down. And you're like, don't worry about it. And you're like going 80 miles an hour, and all of a sudden, like the I just picture the exit ramp goes down, yeah, and you yeah. just like boom underneath the city, and they're like, what's going on? And you're like, didn't you know I'm Bruce Wayne? That's <laughs> Brian G, <laughs> the hero of the city. That's right. And then, yeah. like, you got some sort of cool music playing, so you roll down the windows it's because the music biscuit. is just all around you. You don't even need the car stereo anymore. Yeah, yeah it's Limp Biscuit, and it's Limp Biscuit, and you just had that conversation <laughs> about the Limp Biscuit song, and they're like, "It's playing now," and you're like, "That's my life, basically." <laughs> it was quite the vision. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm yeah. loving it. I feel like I could work for MTV. Yeah, don't take Joe down any imaginary trails. No, they will go further than you ever imagined. Mm-hmm. It's got yep. great imagination. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's basically it's a good thing like, to have. Don't let go of that. You open the door, <laughs> and I walk in the door, and I go, "Okay, what, what do I see here?" Even yeah. this could go a long way. Yes. Even yep. just this right here. Oh, yep. and I see your wife. She's over there making a coffee. Is that a yep. French press? See, <laughs> yeah. like you're already doing it. That's Stop not. It, you though. just did. That. <laughs> <laughs> I finished my beer. 
Ugh, you just disgusting. finished yours. Do you feel better now that it's gone? No. I felt so much better now that it was gone. That was the worst beer I've ever had. Oh. And I didn't want to give it that designation because I've drank skunky Ember. expired beer. Seriously, Ember. seriously, Caden. It was gross. I've I've like found a case of Olympia that you shouldn't drink. You we're know, past, we're past the statute of limitations on this. I used to steal um, kegs of beer when I lived in Bozeman. They oh, kept yeah. them like outside, right? And like people would turn their kegs back in, they wouldn't be completely empty. Well, they'd go into this like storage to be like cleaned and like repurposed. They could refill them. Right. Well, before they would get them cleaned, we we had a, a, a hole in the fence that yeah. we could get through, and we'd go and just start shaking all of these cakes, hundreds of them, and we'd find, like, the most full ones we could. And so you got to think, like, some of this beer's been sitting out there for a couple weeks. In the sun. In the hot sun. Perfect. Like, getting flat. <laughs> mm. I would rather one of those mm. than this beer right I'm sorry, wow. Left Hand Brewing that Company, Key Lime Pine it, Nitro. It, so because, because it's called Left Hand, it's making me – I have a daughter that's left-handed. I kind of like her less. And why do they even say? <laughs> why do they even say there's cinnamon in it? I didn't even notice that word. It's like right down at the bottom there. It says and cinnamon. I didn't taste any where cinnamon. and yeah. for what purpose? <clears throat> yeah. And if I could taste it, gross. <laughs> Anyways, sin a woman. Like I didn't want to taste it. Sorry, sorry. It's the only thing I can come up with. Uh, you're gonna get in trouble again. <laughs> yep, I'm gonna get in trouble. <laughs> get in trouble for that one. That's okay. That's how we learn, though. That's how we learn. We just, we just keep busting our knuckles until we're like, "Damn it!" Mm-hmm. <laughs> from my, from our hand to yours, and they TM'd that, so that's just, that's trademarked. You can't, you can't take there from our hand to yours. Um, you can keep it. <laughs> can, can you we just not have the my hand part of this equation keep both your hands <laughs> from keep, our hands keep my hand out of this <laughs> yeah from my hands to i'm drinking this take your hands <laughs> yeah. put down the beer put your hands in your pockets walk out the door i don't want to talk to you <laughs> i want to i want to do i want to do one um joe reacts for what to it was months ago we started going down this journey of you possibly wanting to buy a gun. Yep. You went to BHA. Mm-hmm. We've had, uh, well, in the history of the podcast, we've had two outdoor food company companies on. You've met executives yep. um, in the, the industry, whether it's guns, mm-hmm. camouflage, mm-hmm. waiters. Mm-hmm. We've talked to guides. We've, we've had a, a wildlife photographer on. <sighs> How you feeling as you as you've started to do this dive in a world that you lived? I think you, you said it really well uh, with Ryan Boosie. You lived adjacent to, mm-hmm. right? Like it's two like railroad tracks. You were on yeah. the left track. You knew the right track existed, but you just yep. kind of kept on that left track. Yeah, I can't. I I, I was at all of, of the same parties. Like right. like I would show up and be like, "Hey, it's you guys again. Cool." And there would be always the hunter guys. Or snow snowboarding, but that's not what we're talking about. Right. So, um, how am I feeling? Let me think here. I, it's been f- some of it's been f- really fun and interesting. You know, the the small business people I like. Mm-hmm. Small business people, they're good. I'm not so sure about the the pe- the people who just design things and then have it made over in China. Well, our 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 interaction. I'm immediately thinking of Sims. 
Yeah, you guys are less impressive to me. And like, I have no like, ooh, let's find out more about these companies. Like, they're just so, like, like if they were a person, they would be like this snobby, egotistical, like, oh, <laughs> I see that you're not wearing a $1,000 coat. <laughs> what are you doing here? That's what it felt like. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's just not, like, not just you that thinks that is like a new person, like, I'm pretty sure it's everyone, even the people that wear Sims, know cool. that that's just the way it is. So I'm not off then. No. Okay, cool. Because well, I'm not trying to be mean. I'm trying to be honest. Like, this is how you come off to people. Sims you, might even, like, like that they represent themselves as that. I, like, I think great. they've just, yeah. like, I think they've just, like, put those shoes on. Yeah, yeah they're, like, right? they're just like, you know what? The devil wears Prada. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and so for them, it's like the guide wears Sims. Rich people want to wear our stuff. We're yep. not selling our stuff to poor people. You're a poor person. <laughs> we don't care about your opinion, right? Like they saw you. So so I don't I don't remember if we talked about this on the podcast or not. But we'll just we'll just repeat it because Caden's going to share this on all of his social media. He has thousands of followers, hey. and um, so yeah. we'll get some new listeners because he's on, mm-hmm. and they may not have heard this before. Uh, Joe had a vintage. Sims jacket. Yeah. Like they dated it back to when? God, I don't remember. It's like two oh three or no, something? No, earlier than it was in the nineties. Oh yeah. Wow. They, dated it back to, they dated it back to like ninety mid nineties. I, I feel say. like they're not even like a super old company either. That's like one of their yeah. first coats they ever made. Yeah, yeah, I had their first coat ever, I think. So had the yeah. You the, don't have it anymore? No, it's in the, my van. Still. Oh, yeah, good. He's, okay. he's, he's got it. I'm just making sure and you so still have that. So we took a trip to Bozeman, <laughs> and in that trip, we, we did a podcast. We went and saw, what is it, Music Villa? Music Villa, yeah. Music, Music Villa, and Sims was the other stop we wanted to make because he wanted to see if they would fix the weather stripping on mm-hmm. the inside of the jacket where they put yeah. this uh, sealant over the, the seams mm-hmm. so that water won't seep through even just wind like i'm sure like wind getting through it oh right 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 right. and so we bring this into sims to Mm -hmm. the warehouse where they manufacture it in bozeman four corners montana Mm -hmm. and uh the front desk chick went back and got the warranty guy chick chick uh not that it matters head Um, of repairs yeah the the head of repairs and she was definitely not customer's relation Mm. oh no when she came out holding uh, this this vintage jacket, mm-hmm. Joe was in the restroom, okay. and so I'm out here, and she's talking to me like I'm I'm Joe, like yes. I'm the guy that brought in the jacket. And I'm like, well, it's not it's not my jacket, but like, are you able to do something? Mm-hmm. And immediately she's just like, nah, like she's like shutting it down. Nope. I know Joe. Yes. And I'm like, hey, I I was literally trying to prep her. Like, you don't want to tell Joe just like no. <laughs> like I, I didn't say it that way, yeah. but I was like, okay, he's not going to be impressed by this answer. And so can we trade it in for a new jacket? What about a pair of waiters? Like, mm-hmm. like, can we do something here? Yes. And she's like, no. Wow. And <laughs> in the most like non customer service, yeah, just, you just can no. possibly yeah. be. Mm-hmm. And then, she, and, and so then Joe does come out mm-hmm. and I'm like, I'm trying to soften the blow for Joe. Mm-hmm. Right. And she's like, there's nothing we can do. Not in that mean. She wasn't, she was nice ish about it, yeah, but essentially was like, was like, there's, there, I'm not even going to give you a 10% off gift card. I'm not going <laughs> to anything. What she finally did was like, Hey, do you want to go look through these windows over here at the people that could definitely fix your jacket, but I'm not going to ask them to. Oh, wow. Just a slap like, in the like face. She's huh? like, come look at what they're doing. Yeah. 
It's like, yeah. That guy, the closest one to us, is doing the exact thing you need for this jacket. Mm. Like, oh, weather stripping, huh? Neat. Hey, guy. How are you? <laughs> She's like, oh, yeah, that's the weather. I don't know even know if she was putting it together. Yeah. But I'm sitting there like, oh, my goodness. Like, why are you showing us this? Yeah. Like, you, you could just bring the jacket back there to him right now. It would take like five minutes. Yep. 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 And, and she's like, nope, there's nothing. If we try to do it again, it's just going to fall off again. And it's like, wait, do you saying? So I didn't get it. Mm-hmm. Like, are you you just saying you make crap that falls apart? Yeah. Because, like, this took 30 years to get to where it's at. So mm-hmm. are you saying if you do this again, it's just another 30 years, you're just going to be back in oh, here? Oh, no. You know, like, <laughs> I didn't know what she was saying. Yeah, that was a weird one. It was so awkward. And so then we went over right next door to the, <coughs> the, the factory is, like, uh, a, a fly fishing shop mm-hmm. and Joe's like, can you show me this jacket, but what you're making now in mm-hmm. 2022? And they're like, yes, here is the $600 jacket you're looking for. Mm-hmm. $600. Wow. I was like, um, no thanks. I'll just wear this one. I mean, the weather stripping isn't that vital. I mean, the, do you you're not, not swimming in it. Like it's not still torrential, waterproof. There's not torrential like, downpour here in Montana right. all that often. We've been in drought for two years. Like, yeah. <laughs> I didn't, We've actually had a decent amount of rain this year, too. This year's yeah. been good. The two years yeah. previous has been a, a little mm-hmm. rough. And so, anyway, that was that whole experience with Sims. Mm-hmm. I'd rather poke my head through a garbage bag, <laughs> basically, than buy a Sims coat. But I love the one I have. <laughs> so, uh, right now, I'm just going to tell you, because this, this uh, is... is I'm tr- I was trying to convince my wife to do this. At North 40, mm-hmm. you can buy a Smith & Rogue rain jacket. Uh-huh. And with it, you'd get a waterproof duffel, duffel bag for free. Hey. So I don't know the price of them. Um, it's not going to be 600 bucks. I know it's not going to be 600 bucks. And Smith & Rogue is like the North 40 brand. It's actually a nice, nice looking jacket. So if you're looking for a new it is one. A, it is a good deal. Yes. Okay. Yeah, it's a good deal because those duffel bags mm-hmm. are, you know, 40 to 80, 100, you know, not 80, 100, 40 to 100 bucks. Yeah. Somewhere in there. They're yeah. waterproof. And then this uh, this coat, I, I'm assuming it's going to be right around 150, 200 mm-hmm. bucks, somewhere in there. But you get the free free jacket, so it's essentially like 50 percent off. I may do that. Yeah, and so that's an option. I, I me me, just knowing you, you're not gonna. I just wanted to let you know though. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm probably going to find something that was um, issued to the military that's just like just so similar. Right. And probably made by the same Chinese manufacturer now you, that I know that that's the only place you can make anything good. Now that I think about <laughs> it, I might have a camo left over that I, think, I could I, I could you give you. I think I have a camo mm-hmm. rain jacket I could I could give. It's you. actually pretty nice too. Yeah, yeah, so tell your friends that you don't need any Sims stuff. You can just like join get the military. Just join the military, and they'll just give you stuff. Or just go to a military yeah. secondhand store. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's it, it'd be way better. And the company <coughs> they won't even notice you. They like if you stop buying their stuff. No, they'll be like, oh, I didn't notice. Yeah. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so we stopped at the the higher end, you know, big companies that get mm-hmm. all their stuff out of. Mm foreign countries you're not super keen on those no you do like the small companies like the small companies the ones that are actually based in bozeman and try to keep their stuff in bozeman or missoula or wherever the heck they're Mm -hmm. from those people are cool and then um to meet some of the more i didn't realize that meat eater was based in bozeman Mm -hmm. like meat eater is like super popular all over the country i had no idea Mm because i don't really watch it um i did watch alone though like I was, mm-hmm. a, I'm, was pretty I, good. I would actually say that I'm a fan of Alone. Mm-hmm. Like the wife and I have watched every single episode and season. 
Um, but oddly enough, I, I guess I watched it for different reasons because I had no idea like anyone's name. Like I don't, I don't, right. care, I don't right. care this person's name. But then I realized, oh, this is Clay Hayes, and I then got to like sit down and help him make one of his handmade bows and met his brother and like it's yeah. it's really interesting to like you know just to kind of look around where you already live and realize that um we're like we're like part of the national conversation in many different ways mm. and one of them is like this whole popularity of hunting and weapons and um all that kind of stuff and so that's been really cool and enlightening and has led me to um Land conservation, activism, the Randy Newberg stuff. I'm going to get more into his stuff. Um, joining BHA and underneath the veterans chapter, mm-hmm. um, which has um, gone absolutely nowhere because I feel like those guys are all volunteers. And I mean, everyone keeps telling me like, oh, they're great. They're great. They're great. But I'm like, it's, it's been zero. Well, and so what they told us was wait a few weeks and then send an email in. And yeah. so, so are we, are we, I'm, I'm going to send an email in here pretty soon. Be like, hey, what do we do? And yeah. be like, yeah. um, how do we how do we say that we want to help? And we realize yeah. that you guys need a lot of it, but um, you know we're not trying to like <laughs> take over anything. We're just trying to participate. And everyone's like, hey, participate with these guys. And these guys are like, don't participate yet. We don't know who even is in Great Falls. I don't. I just got here. Yep. I don't even know where I'm at yet. Um, and so yeah, get back to us in a couple of weeks. So those guys were. So there's hope there. I can't say that there's anything of sub- substance uh, quite yet. So if there's not, then maybe there's an opportunity. So what do, that is exciting. Maybe we could help. I don't know. Maybe we could be the substance that fills in whatever little need there might be, um, which is that's been an exciting thing because the conservation and the fighting against um, the, the private interests that want to uh, buy up all the public lands and, and keep them from the, the public landowner i i'd love to that's that's really been um sparking my interest and so that mixed with the fact that i just love good meat um and i want to hunt for it and have it myself um like i'm, I'm trying to like it so if you i'm trying to like if there's like a bank account of all these things where i'm like well once i get to this level i'm going to be have an interest in it and and, and i think i'm getting there like the gun thing is it's an interesting conversation mm-hmm. because it led me to the AR-15 Black Rifle conversation when we were talking about Ryan Boosie and um, then uh, Ben O'Brien and just all those contacts um, that we were making and um, being enlightened into a, a huge conversation that's going on all around us in, in, in not just national politics, but local politics in your own, in your own local bar. And to realize that I'd not been really part of the conversation and yet it's affecting me. Mm-hmm. And so it's cool, honestly, you know, there's, there's a lot of good and bad, you know, there's a lot of, well, I like this, but I don't like that. Um, and I'm looking forward to more because, um, oh, and speaking of food, I, I went and got some carne asada from our local friend Drew down at um, Central Avenue Meats. Did you see I tagged you in the post? Um, most likely. Oh, okay. Yeah, I tagged you. I was like, Joe, Joe, there's carne asada. Oh, I didn't see it. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I've been depressed lately in the last few days. Um, so I haven't been seeing things like usually I haven't been firing on all cylinders. We can talk about that if you want to, but we don't have a lot of time left. Um, but... I had some of his carne asada uh, weeks ago, and I thought it was much too thick. I was like, this isn't doing it for me. And so I went, and we had a little get-together a couple days ago, and I bought some from Albertsons, and it was 
perfect. And that made me like, oh, dang it. I don't want to. <laughs> Why is Albertson's better? And so I was like, so I went back to Drew and I said, hey, that last stuff was cut a little bit too too thick. And he was like, oh, and I, one of his workers actually had some, some, um, some tips for me. And they were like, oh, that was a different batch. And we've actually learned some things. And so this is going to be nice and thin for you. <coughs> and so I've got it in my fridge. And I'm going to lighten it up tonight. And I'm going to be the judge of that. And so I'm going to like, I'll just, I, it'll be fun because I kind of want to let them know. Like, man, I, I can't have Albertsons being better than you. Because yeah. I'm going to buy from the one that tastes better. And so like, we got to get, we got to get you up to par, my friend. Right, right. So well, that's and, exciting. And in that dinner, I brought over some deer steak. Some deer steak, yeah. And uh, some some soup. And so any thoughts on that as a, you're eating wild game? In your home, cooking on the grill. You know, the cook in the wild game. The deer came out perfect, and it was good to have you there to let me know that it's good, better to have it more rare, medium mm -hmm. rare. Um, so that was a good tip um, that I wouldn't, sh I'm not sure I would have remembered because I have cooked it before. Uh, but it came out great um, with just a little salt and pepper. And then that thing you did with the um, the soup that was supposed to be like a ham hock style soup, but you, you were using like an antelope leg or whatever that you had smoked and brined and all that stuff. That came out really good. And it was like we had like basically meat and uh, soup and salad. And it was like this perfect barbecue day of awesomeness yeah. so um i want more days like that i want to have my own meats that i've brined and smoked and done so we can compare stuff and then you know i'll be like hey here's an antelope that i shot well here's the deer that i shot and i'm gonna and and, and that'll just enrich it even more because it's really nice to be able to taste the, the meats of other people like it's right. really cool uh, but it would even be that much cooler if we could be trading. And so that's you know? something you're looking forward to. That's something I'm looking forward to. So it's part of the spark. Is there is there reservation? So is there any reservation about the, the actual act of hunting, though? I don't think so. I mean, probably, but not really. Maybe not even at that point of thinking yet. No. I mean, I, I've been hunting a few times, and I've considered it a few times. And I was like, yeah, it's not going to be my favorite thing, but I'll, I'll do it. Just, I mean, as long as I'm doing it responsibly and someone can help me harvest the, the meat and not let anything go to waste, then, yeah, no worries. Good way to put it. Yeah, that, 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 I, I would say that's how most of mm -hmm. course you can never put a blanket over anybody about anything so yeah. mm -hmm. the majority of hunters kind of feel the same way it's mm -hmm. like yeah we don't want to do this but no matter what meat we're eating we're eating somebody's got to do it and at least here yeah. we're kind of we're taking the responsibility to do it ethically and and put this animal down as quick as we can and get the best use out of the meat yeah and just like you said you can't i mean you can't speak for everyone but i feel like most people like don't like to kill stuff like mm -hmm. no one want, likes to just kill stuff <laughs> well and when you when you see those the gripping grins that they call it right where you're holding up a deer yeah and you're taking a picture and you're smiling mm -hmm. you're not smiling because you took a life but if you ever if you're a non-hunter <coughs> looking at that that's what you think mm -hmm. you're just like oh well they're happy they killed something that's not it at all yeah you're you're happy that i mean as you can see just researching guns has taken so much time yeah mm -hmm. well then you've got to research land mm -hmm. then you've got to actually get out there then you've got to know how to um once you get the animal down cut it up and bring it home and do like like there is so much work that goes into it, it it's that joy of success yeah it's the joy of just like doing it yourself yeah if you if you want to want to race against your best friend mm -hmm. right but you're not happy <laughs> that 
you beat your best friend. You'd have been just as, not maybe not just as happy, but you've been pretty happy for your friend if that friend would have won the race. But you're happy that all of your hard work came to fruition mm-hmm. and, and, and you were able to, to win that. And so it's, it's kind of that same thing that um, you picked the right land, the right time, the right time of day, the right shot. You took the right path once you found the animal to get on, to stock in on it. Like mm-hmm. you're, you're happy about all of those steps, not the, not that one step that we all have a little remorse mm-hmm. um, when we feel, you know, when you pull the trigger and you know that that animal only has seconds left to live. Um, that's the least enjoyable part of the hunt. Yeah. Um, and then even thinking like, oh, it's still moving a little bit. Do I need a second shot? You know, mm-hmm. <sighs> you know, the, the, that 10 seconds, maybe even sometimes 30 seconds to a minute, like that can be, yeah, that's the hardest part of the hunt probably. It's just, yeah, just probably doing that. I just, uh, been thinking about how I, I eat, I've been eating fast food beef and all types of beef for my whole life Mm -hmm. and how those cows were treated their whole life. Mm -hmm. And then the, the end that they came to and how they came to it and how, um, if you, if you believe that you are what you eat, you know, I think I'd rather be some, something that lived a super, (laughs) super, super fun life full of freedom and like you get to drink from the stream you want to drink from you eat the berries that you want to eat mm-hmm. you, you lived to what is uh, you know a responsible age because we're not going to take anything too young mm-hmm. and then when it does come you're not going to be like dying of old age or getting eaten alive by a mountain lion you're just going to be like hey that's a pretty cool looking sunset right there and then click lights out yeah you know if you do it right yeah if, yeah. You, if you do it right yeah Oh, that's beautiful. That might even be a, a great way to kind of kind of roll this this whole podcast up. Yeah, man. Uh, we want to do a few podcasts coming up. Uh, it's not like we're starting a new thing or anything like that, but just we want to do a few coming up where, um, yeah, we have Joe or Brian reacts. And so um, if Joe asked me to listen to this music or check out check out this article or I say, Joe, uh, what do you think of this hunting clothing? I don't know, right? But uh, we'll have each other kind of try some stuff out, and then we'll we'll give our reaction on here once we once we've tried that thing out. Yeah, and if we're smart, we'll we'll figure out how to like make all that like go like so good, <laughs> and then and then we'll like have like a super popular YouTube channel of like. Joe and Brian reacts or whatever. But until then, you get to hear us just like do it on the podcast. You're like, I was there when they just started doing that. So tell your friends. (laughs) (laughs) You have to watch us do it the first time. Yeah. Yep. Um, (laughs) That'll be included in your Patreon. <laughs> no, Caden, uh, we appreciate your time. You uh, didn't mention uh, you, and no fault to your own. Mm-hmm. We didn't uh, offer the space, but you have a, a beautiful young boy. I do. Uh, yes. A beautiful wife that I've mm-hmm. known for um, many years. Mm-hmm. I think we're getting close to six now. Six years I've known her. Yeah, this December it'll be. I guess it'll be six years of us together. So right about now, it's probably about six years of you knowing her. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Um, you guys should get married. Nah, she's already she's already taken, and <laughs> I'm I'm already taken too. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, you have a beautiful wife, beautiful son that mm-hmm. you could be spending time with right now, but you chose yes. you chose to spend time in our studio uh, and and let our listeners get some of your intellect. And uh, we appreciate that. We appreciate the time. So yeah, I appreciate uh, you guys having that. me on. Yeah. And um, when we close out, I, I'll say I've been Brian. And then you'll say I've been Caden. Yep. And then Joe's going to say I've been Joe. Okay. And then once that's done, we're going to all together say we'll see you next show. Okay. You got that? Yep. I think I can get that. All right. Thank you for listening, everyone. Sharing is caring. Go find Patreon. And even if you don't give to us, uh, there's a lot of great other places that you can give to on there. So just go check out Patreon. Yeah, it's a really cool way to directly support the people that you really like and you want to see more of their stuff. Patreon takes a small cut just for being the hat. You know, you got to pay for the hat. Yeah. Um, but then, like, it's all just going directly to support us after that. And so it's the most direct way to do that. If we were selling shirts or advertising or anything like that, like it's all indirect. This is the direct way to say, hey, we like you. We want to keep, we want you to keep it going. So we appreciate that. Um, Yeah. We'll see you next week. I've been Brian. I've been Caden. I've been Joe. We'll We'll see see you next show. show.